Hello and welcome to Internet Beer Users. My name is Nick Pro and I'm joined today by Jay Torres. Jay, what's going on, man? Not much, man. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. We were actually at the Hoppy, Danky, Hazy. I just mixed up the order of the adjectives there, but that's all right. <laughs> Help me out here, Jay. Hoppy, hey, Danky. No, Hoppy, Hoppy Hazy, Hazy, Danky, I believe. Yes, Hoppy, Hazy, Danky IPA Day at Alpha Acid Brewing Company out in San Carlos. And we had a really good time this afternoon. They had some great, great beers on tap and really sampled sample most of them on the board right jay yeah we had pretty much almost all of them except for i think maybe two but uh yeah we had a yeah. uh the whole uh range of of beers that they had on tap and in terms of what they called it and what they advertised in terms of those particular styles and what they were going for in terms of that theme i would definitely say they delivered yeah they had some really really great stuff on on tap uh, a couple of the standouts that come to mind are the 650 uh, IPA and I, I should have written down the hops. I think we'll put in the show notes. Jay, I took a shot of the board yeah, yeah. and it'll list the hops on there. Uh, really, really good one. Uh, they make a lot of great stuff there at Alpha Acid. I've been there a couple of times before this and really good crowd on hand today as well. We were uh, talking to a few really cool like-minded mm-hmm. uh, beer geeks, if you will, that were there mm-hmm. that were uh, really, really cool guys. And let's see, the 650, what else What else did we have? We had that grapefruit one. I forgot what it was called. They had a grapefruit IPA. Yeah, uh, I think that was the uh, Alpha Project, grapefruit yes, IPA. Yes, yes, Pretty solid, I would say. And you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up my picture here and get refreshed. We had the, we had the 650 IPA. We had the black 650 as well, mm-hmm. which was a variation. They use that kind of that um, kind of uh, that darker malt with it. Like you said, the Alpha Project. We had the talk danky to me, which was a nice um, Nelson and Equinox IPA, which was pretty, which was pretty solid. Yeah. But I would definitely say that we both agreed that our top choice and our take home growler fills of the day and our show beer for mm-hmm, today mm-hmm. was the star hazer yeah um so when we first got there um i had the alpha project and you had the danky talk danky to me mm-hmm. and then for our second beer we both agreed on the star hazer and um after trying the we had the black 650 ipa mm-hmm. and um the 650 ipa by far for me at least the star hazer stood out in terms of yeah um just the one that really stuck out to me and the one that if we were going to do a show, um, that was the one I wanted to do. Absolutely. I think we were definitely in agreement on that. And without further ado, why don't we take our growlers here, Jay, and yeah. crack them. I won't try to do a sound effect. I'm <laughs> using a... I know. If those of you who are familiar and have seen this particular one or seen something similar, it's, a, um, it's one of the uh, steel... Um, stainless steel growlers. I got it from Cellar Maker. Uh, no surprise there. And the one thing with this, it's it's great. Obviously, it keeps all the light out. I really do prefer it as opposed to the brown glass ones. But boy, every time I crack it, does it get beer all over the place. So <laughs> that's the that's the only thing I am definitely not a fan about when it comes to this. So let me go ahead and slowly try to open it here. I think you already got yours. Yeah, going, okay? it's um. Oh, that just went all over the place. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, mine was. There you go. All right. 
good pour there. Yeah, so I got a 64-ounce growler, and it's kind of hard to pour <laughs> with one hand. Went big, went big. What was that, the uh, the Russian River Yeah, growler, I yeah. believe? Very great staff over at Alpha Acid. They are more than happy to cover up the growler so that they can be you know, in compliance or whatever and fill those outside growlers. So we're fortunate enough for that. And let's let's get into this, Jay. Let's take a look at the appearance. Yeah, I, it's um, it's very hazy, true to its name. Yeah, I uh, can't see through it at all. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, just it definitely holds true to advertising. It's definitely a hazy uh, Northeast New England, whatever you want to call it, style IPA. It's got a, um, some good head on there, good foam. Mm-hmm. And smell-wise, it's very piney to me. Um, yeah, yeah. Fruit, fruity. Yeah. I get, get a little bit of the pine going in. I, I, I am smelling. Man, I can't put my I can't put my finger on it, but I want to say I almost want to say star fruit. Not that I've had much star fruit in my life, but had <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of it. Um, not star fruit. Maybe like I want to say passion fruit. It's one of those very exotic type of fruits I'm, I'm definitely getting on the nose. I, I, I guess the better way of putting it is it's not the uh, more typical uh, pineapple or mango. No, no, not at all. It's something, it's, yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's got the fruitiness there, a little bit of that pine, but um, I would say more exotic type of fruits. So, Jay, it's about that time, bro. I know. Let's do it once again. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Mhm. Mm. It's good. It, this this confirms that it was a, a great choice. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. I'm finding myself uh liking New England New England style IPAs more and more. Um. Versus mm-hmm. you know West Coast IPAs. Um. And maybe it's just it's a change of pace because I've been drinking West Coast style IPAs for you know mm-hmm. at least the past mm-hmm. year or two, and um. Yeah, I like it. It's just it's just a nice change of pace. It's refreshing. It really is. It's super super soft. Um, very low bitterness is as one of the kind of the defining characteristics of that style IPA. It's got that haze there. Um, substantial mouthfeel in terms of thickness, if you will. But again, really like you said, super super drinkable. And what is this? A seven? I believe it was a seven one. Yep, seven point one percent. Seven point one percent. And super well hidden in yeah. terms of the alcohol. Yeah. And and I would say just kind of just analyzing it, if you will, uh, the fruit is really coming in. You get some bitterness on the back end. Uh, it's very, very restrained in terms of that bitterness. And again, super easy to drink. You got that fruitiness, the haze. And if that's what you're looking for and really just in the mood for that style of beer or that style of IPA, this one definitely delivers. So, what would you uh, what would oh, you give man. it, Jay? I'm going first this time, huh? So, out of five, um, <laughs> shoot, man, uh, I would I would give it a, a hmm, I would give it a four point two five. Yeah, yeah, I would. I'm I'm definitely on that. I think I threw it up on Untapped earlier, and I gave it like a three seven five. But the more I drink it, and the more I dive into this growler, I would probably I'd probably put it at a solid four. To be quite honest, I, I you know it's got a lot of those uh, great elements there. I think it's lacking a bit of complexity 
if I were to criticize it. Um, it, it's just to me, I'm getting just that, that fruit and that almost that, that sweetness of the fruit as kind of the single note. I, I think that it could have, um, you know, uh, had a little bit more to it, if you will, whether that's, you know, whether that's the bitterness or, or a little bit more with the mouthfeel. It is a little bit on the thin side in my opinion. So, uh, though, you know, it's, it's missing a couple of things overall. I, I definitely give it at least, you know, I solid four, solid four. I'm going to upgrade the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the quarter to a solid yeah, It was four. definitely by far my favorite, uh, that we had today at, um, alpha acid. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, a close second would been would have been the the 650 IPA, but um, this one definitely stood out to yeah. me, and I mean that's obviously why I picked it for the one uh, to take home. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. I think we made a great choice there. Again, shout out to Alpha Acid, awesome, awesome brewery um, in the peninsula. Huge, huge fans of it, and we're looking forward to checking out more beers from yep. them in the future. So. All right. So speaking of beer, of course, it has been just a crazy, crazy past week for a mm-hmm. variety of reasons. And if you've been following us and are just joining us, maybe even for the first time, welcome. We're very, very happy to have you listening. We're uh, very uh, fortunate in terms of timing and just kind of luck. Which yeah, is, it's say, very Jay, serendipitous. The way every. Right, the way everything kind of worked out, and we we launched uh, this past Friday uh, on the start, the official start of SF Beer Week, and again, complete accident, just yep. kind of worked out that way, but just with everything going on with uh, Beer Week and the opening gala and the events uh, that have already started uh, to happen, it, it just really worked out just beautifully for us, and uh, we're online we have four episodes already available this is obviously the fifth that we're recording right now and um jay i thought it'd be kind of interesting uh for you to share with everyone just kind of your experience in kind of getting everything off the ground and and kind of the technical side in terms of uploading episodes and getting everything posted to to fireside and just kind of share with the listeners a little bit of of, uh, about how that went in terms of yeah sure um so we started recording, I think we we recorded our first episode, uh, first week of January. And, um, you know, we didn't, <laughs> we honestly didn't know what we were doing. We were just like, yeah, we want to do a podcast about beer and mm-hmm. tech. Let's, let's do this. And, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. so we decided to record every week on Sundays and we did that. And while we were doing that, we, mm-hmm. just, um, we were going to host a podcast. We're going to put it on Fireside. Fireside was the the hosting uh, uh, platform that we decided to go with. And um, yeah, we just, um, your buddy did the show, the the podcast mm-hmm. art, and um, we, yes. we had him do that. Um, uh, we signed up for an account on Fireside. And if you've ever um, put together a podcast, um, when, you sub- when you submit your podcast to iTunes, one of the things that they won't let you submit without is, is podcast art. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, once we got the podcast art, uh, we were pretty much ready to go. Um, we had our four episodes already recorded. I edited those before we officially launched. So, um, those were ready to go. And, uh, once we got the podcast art submitted to iTunes, uh, a day later, they said they came back and were like, Oh, your, your podcast was approved. And, um, from there, yeah. um, it was really just waiting 
just to announce and to to market and to promote um, the launching of of our podcast. So um, yeah. I kind of on that uh, you know last week at the beginning of the week we just kind of like okay I can. I can get everything submitted and everything will come back and we'll have the podcast art uploaded. Episode four will be edited. Yeah. Um, I'm going to shoot for Thursday, but f- by the latest Friday. And then you pointed out like, hey, yeah. SF Beer Week starts <laughs> on Friday. I was like, yeah. well, that's perfect. Let's let's do it on Friday. <laughs> so um, we yep. I timed yep. the uh, posting of episode four to post on Friday at 10 a.m. And at that point, I had my yep. posts, my tw- my Twitter posts, uh, ready to go, drafted with links to the to the website. Um, got posts uh, drafted for uh, our Instagram accounts. Um, got those ready to go uh, on Friday once once everything went live to you know hit publish and and promote um, the the podcast on Instagram. And yeah, um, yeah yes. that is pretty much everything. Just happened to work out perfectly. Um, it was yep. a long time coming, um, but I think everything worked out um, better than I had imagined. So, um, yeah, I, th- I felt like we had a yeah. good response. Uh, all my buddies that I uh, showed it to, they 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 said, "Great job! I, I can't wait to listen." And um, yeah, overall response has been has been pretty good. Absolutely, yeah, and and uh, I definitely got some words of encouragement from my friends as well. Uh, a couple of them were scratching their heads wondering why the hell I chose to record our what they thought kind of in you know in passing our first episode if you will which is the our fourth right. episode right that we went backwards um being a little bit hungover but you know what it, things <laughs> happen right and um <laughs> I think it gave it a little bit of a uh kind of a little twinge of uh of uh, humor if you will and I think that it was a good episode overall and fortunately this episode of course were uh, building up a buzz yeah. and um, on the on the yeah. tail end of that as opposed to the other side. So I think we're doing uh, pretty good, pretty good. So anyway, um, yeah, no, it, every, everything has just been um, really happening pretty, pretty quickly, actually, in terms of uh, promotion, getting the word out there, beer week events uh, themselves. And we've just been trying to make the rounds and get out there and, and meet as many people as possible, get the word out like uh, you were saying. And on Friday, or a little bit before that, I was fortunate enough that I did score some pretty pretty nice beers, some pretty nice cans, and just wanted to point out a couple. And if you're on um, or following us on Instagram, our Instagram account name is IBU Podcast. Same thing for Twitter, mm-hmm. by the way. And if you're on there, you may have noticed I, uh, I posted up some cans that I recently acquired and really uh, excited about them and have sampled a couple of them here and there, but just really quickly to talk about them, um, scored a four-pack of Monkish Undercity Lights, their collaboration with the Answer Brew Pub. I believe they're out in Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. And shout out to my brother, uh, Equivalent Exchange. He actually composed our theme, which is awesome that you're hearing at, at the start of the shows and at the ends as well. So he was able to hit up the brewery and, and ship some up to me. So I'm really fortunate enough that he was able to do that. And also scored the Alvarado Street latest releases. And those three releases were Wendove's Cryo, their collaboration with Cellar Maker, which is an IPA. The collaboration with, um, let's see, Amplified Ales, and I'm not exactly sure where they're out of, but they did a double IPA uh, with a really cool name, I thought, which was 
trois cabrones. <laughs> and that was a kind of a French-Spanish <laughs> butchered pronunciation. I, I hope that that was correct. And haven't tried that one yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. I, I, I hear that it's the best of the three releases that came out. So that was their double IPA. And finally, they did a triple IPA, which is likely to be right. your favorite, Jay, because you yep. love those triples. And um, maybe even might even do it on a, on a future show as the uh, as the show beer. Who knows? And uh, that's uh, called the Triple Cone Triple IPA. So really, really excited to score some cans uh, from those releases. And, again, maybe we'll be sampling them in, in future shows. So um, those cans are on deck, ready to go. Uh, events that uh, we've hit up, obviously, today we're at, over at Alpha Acid. Friday night I hit up Cellar Maker. They have a really awesome lineup of beers right now they've been actually as they typically do every year they they do kind of a pre-beer week kind of hype in terms of beer releases that's some barrel aged stuff that the um mocha and cigarettes imperial uh, porter i believe it was which was outstanding uh, awesome ipas that they have on tap uh, wide rainbows um, what was the other one? It was the, obviously they have the Doves Cryo collaboration with Alvarado. They have the um, Admiration IPA as well, which is awesome. They have the terp- Terpene. This is the one I definitely can't pronounce. Terpene, Terpene uh-huh. Station, double IPA, which is which is outstanding. Just a super awesome double IPA from Cellar Maker. And just they just they just have some heat on deck right now. I mean they have awesome, awesome beers and hit that hit that place up on Friday for them. And Saturday, I actually went over to a really local brewery. I uh, live in the peninsula here in South San Francisco, and uh, it was the grand opening of 47 Hills Brewing. And uh, went down there. I live about 10 minutes away. It's in the industrial area of South San Francisco, if you're familiar. And just absolutely beautiful facility. It's in this kind of this warehouse type of building. You know, very large, uh, brand new furniture, bar area there. Everything is just beautiful, brand new. They have an awesome outdoor kind of patio mm-hmm. area. Um, and most importantly, really solid beers. And tried a couple of them, had their uh, essentially their house IPA, which was really, really solid. And they also had a really good lager. I believe it was Keller... I want to say Keller beer. I don't. I don't remember the exact name of it, but that was also very, very good as well. And really excited for for Forty Seven Hills and what the future holds for them. And and just really excited to have a very local uh, brewery to my neighborhood um, that I could that I could quickly access and and um, and hit up from time to time. So that was Forty Seven Hills. And then actually after that, speaking about uh, Alvarado Street, we've been talking about them a lot. They actually had a tap takeover down in San Carlos over at Ale Arsenal and stopped by there. That place was an absolute madhouse. A lot of people there. They were selling the cans that I just mentioned. They had uh, a bunch of awesome releases on tap. Uh, The one that I was looking forward to was the Run the Juice, uh, which is an awesome name, Mm -hmm. IPA. And by the time I got there, I got there about an hour or less after they started the tap takeover it was kicked already that's crazy (laughs) it was kind of just like yeah i was like whoa you know it was just it was just super packed uh really popular a lot of people out there but the ones that i did end up trying were um my wife they got uh they had a it was called super dry which i believe was like a rice lager type of style beer which was really really good kind of reminded me in a way of the shower beer lager from Fieldwork that I talked about a couple episodes ago in terms of just that you know, really that that smoothness and kind of that unique character in a lager so I thought that that was really good and then they had a um, I believe it was a single hop 
uh, IPL India Pale Lager that I had personally, and that was really good as well. So a uh, lot of great stuff coming out of Alvarado Street. I'm really looking forward to uh, cracking more of those cans and their future releases. So that has been the past few days in the past weekend and just the craziness of our launch, SF Beer Week, and there's a ton more events and things that are coming up that we'll talk a little yeah, bit definitely. more about later. But, um, but yeah, but before we move on, again, just wanted to acknowledge and, and just say thank you for listening. Um, please, uh, you know, head over to our social media accounts. Again, the Instagram, IBU Podcast, or Twitter. Follow us there at IBU Podcast as well, our individual Twitters, which you should know by now. If not, if you do not, of course, mm-hmm. at Jay Torres and myself at Nick Pro with a zero instead of an O at the end. And really, most importantly, if you, if you like what you hear or even if you yes. don't like what you hear, Head over to iTunes um, and leave us a review. You know, we, we do like to hear feedback. Uh, we're kind of learning as we go with this, obviously, and we're we we really value any kind of constructive criticism. And even if not if it's not so constructive, if you're a little bit <laughs> drunk and you kind of just just kind of don't really like the way my voice sounds or something, and you want to let us let it be known, that's cool too, you know. But uh, <laughs> anyway, as long as we hear from you, that's the most important thing. Please head down there to do that. And again, just really, uh, really blessed. And 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 the initial support that we've received has just been absolutely yeah. Thank you, so, thanks everyone. Thank thanks so much. It's it's been awesome to hear from everybody. Definitely, definitely, Jay. So hey. Um, there's been a lot of talk as of late about iPads and we thought that today would be a great time to talk about that uh, little slab yeah. of glass. So, Jay. so um, within the past week, there's been a couple articles and podcasts uh, talking about the iPad. Um, so I just listened to this week's ATP and this week's uh, talk show with uh, Gruber and uh, John Moltz. And um, also this past week, uh, Mike Hurley and Jason Snell on their podcast, Upgrade, they talked about it. And on Connected with uh, Hurley, Stephen Hackett, and and Vitigi, um, all talking about the iPad. And um, so uh, Apple came out with their uh, quarterly results, I think it was like last week. And, you know, the same story where, you know, iPhone is up, Mac is doing okay compared to the rest of the market. Um, but the iPads are, are down again year over year and people are trying to figure out why that is, what's, what's, what's its place in Apple's lineup, is it the future of computing? And um, on these podcasts, they're, you know, obviously Vitici, Mike Hurley, Jason Snell, they're all very pro iPad. Um, Vitici famously uh, does all his work on an iPad. Um, the only thing he uses a Mac for is to record podcasts. Um, you know, Mike Hurley is the same. Um, Jason Snell, also the same. They do a, a, the majority of their work on iPads. And, um, and then you've got people like Marco and John Gruber, who are very, you know, you know, the iPad's great and all, but it can never replace what I do for work, um, how I make my living. Um Marco, obviously, he's a developer. He makes Overcast and Gruber. You know, he he writes his his site, um, but he's been a Mac user for you know who who knows how long. But he's very um, he's used to the Mac and is very productive on a Mac. And while he could probably do his job on an iPad, you know, he doesn't prefer it. Um, just just much more productive on 
on a Mac. And um, I think it would have been, uh, it's, it's a great topic for, for me and you to talk, uh, talk about is, um, you know, w- do you have an iPad? How do you use it? Um, do you prefer Mac over iOS and, or an iPad? Um, so why, why, why don't you start with your history with the iPad and how you use it and um, where it, it, it fits in your, in your workflow? So when thinking about the iPad, it's really, I think it's important to really look at where we were at in, you know, late 2009 and early 2010, you know, in terms of that ramp up and the lead up to it, all the rumors and everything and, you know, it being, what was it, what were the names, Isolate and and all that stuff. Right. Just kind of, just kind of thinking about it and thinking to myself, okay, would this be something that I would use? Would this be something that would be worth the money? And, and, and even early on at that time, speaking of money, people were saying this thing was going to be, you know, a thousand dollars minimum, right? right. I remember kind of being viewed. Yeah. Right. In, in that way. And it's kind of funny because I, I really just stopped and I thought about, again, going back to the iPhone, how I use my iPhone and a big chunk of time in my day when I use my iPhone and I thought about laying in bed at night before going to sleep and I just it just kind of hit me wow every single night I just I lay in bed as most people do nowadays right right and look at my iPhone and check email and browse the internet and do this do that ebooks I even read a lot of ebooks on my phone on on the on the old iPhone right the 3.5 and just thought to myself wow wouldn't a bigger screen be so much better for me lay, laying in bed every night the way I the way I use my phone? And it was just it was just it was a no brainer. It was easy. It was just automatic. And I just said to myself, I'm getting one, hands down. And when Jobs announced it, and I and I saw it and just the features and everything, and I just said, yes, that's it. I I, I want that. I would use that every single day. It has a lot of use in my life, and and even just for basic stuff like that, laying in bed looking. You know, browsing the internet and and watching videos or whatever, I just I was sold right away. So I went actually on launch day, got the original 32 gig Wi-Fi only. I actually <laughs> had, oh yeah, absolutely. I got the um, remember that black case. I don't know if you had yeah, the no, one. My, my my brother had that case. Yeah, I like that case. I mean, yeah, it covered it up and all that, but it was I thought I thought it was cool. I I really liked it. So yeah, I had that, and um, shortly thereafter, obviously when they announced the two. I, I sold that when I got the two. I think the two is definitely pound for pound one of the best iPads, really, in terms of what they were able to achieve. Yeah, in definitely. terms of thin, 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 thinness and lightness. I mean, it was it was just wow. I mean, when you compare even that to the original one, I thought it was really really awesome. So had the two. I got the three or the Retina display one when it came out. That screen, amazing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I just it was it was awesome. Yeah, it got a little bit heavier, a little bit fatter, whatever. I thought it was great. The four came out. I was super. I remember being super pissed. I mean, it was what six months? Right? Remember that? You know, oh yeah, I definitely remember. I'm laughing because we. Go ahead. I'll let you finish. Yeah, it was just. I was like, "Are you?" Because I was on. You know, I was. I was getting every single one. Like I was getting all the iPhones. If you're kind of sensing the pattern, and you listened to our previous show, where we talked about our iPhone yeah. history, and I just said to myself, "Man, I was like, I can't. No, I just can't. I can't justify it. The three's fine." Yeah, it was a little bit on the slow side, and obviously the the four was or whatever they called it was a lot better in terms of the processor and all that. But I just kind of just fought the urge, and I just said I'm sticking with the three, sticking with the three. So when the air came out, I just 
right away. I was like, yes, that's it. Okay. And I love the air. The air was awesome. I had that. And then the air two came out and I just got, I was just a sucker for specs on that one. You know, when I heard it had two gigs of Ram, I was like, oh, I'll buy it, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I got the, I got the two as well. And, um, obviously after that it was the 12.9 pro, okay. which I, which I got as well, which is pr- definitely my favorite of all time just pound for pound. I mean, the, the, the 12.9 to me is just, it's what, yeah, it's a little bit on the big side. It does get a little bit unwieldy in terms of that kind of lane in bed type of deal. But in terms of everything that it can do and kind of just the, kind of the bleed over into the productivity side that it's kind of access to me or made available to me, I, I think that is well, well worth it. And again, pound for pound, my favorite iPad ever. Um, and then really quickly, finally, my final kind of iPad was one that I mentioned, I believe on the previous shows, actually the 9.7 uh, Pro that I got for work that I'm still kind of putting through its paces and using it here or there uh, and at work or just kind of when I work remotely, which it, it definitely comes in handy uh, for that. And I do have actually the smart keyboard for, for both of them. And really quickly, I do want to say that the 12.9 in terms of the smart keyboard and just overall usage is way, way better than the 9.7. The 9.7 is just is way too cramped in terms of the keyboard and using it in that fashion. But it is kind of cool in terms of just quickly using it on the go here and there and whatnot. So anyway, that's my, my quick history. As you can tell, huge fan of the iPad. I, I, I just absolutely love it. And uh, as soon as that new 12.9 comes out, I am getting that as well. I cannot wait. I, I really am super hyped for whatever they have in store for that. So, Jay, what about you? Um, how how about your history with the iPad? So I was laughing because seriously, um, uh, the first part of my history with the iPad is very similar to yours. I did the same mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking for. I, I sat and watched the keynote for the original iPad, yeah. and I and I knew that I need. I, I had to have it. So yeah. you know, launch day. I went. I waited in line. I got an original iPad, same as you, thirty two gig, nice. uh, Wi Fi only. Uh, so I had that. And then um, when the iPad 2 came out, like you said, like they made it lighter, they made it thinner. Um, it was just better in so many ways, and I I, and I had to have it. So um, I handed down my my original, and then I got the mm-hmm. the, the new um, the iPad 2. Nice. And then you know the iPhone 4 4s came out. I was like, man, this iPad could really use a Retina screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the and then when the iPad 3 came out, I was like, I had to have it because it you know, retina screen. Yeah, yeah. You know, big deal. It got heavier, whatever, but I really wanted that retina that screen. screen, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The screen was well worth it. Yeah. And then like you, you know, it was like six months later they announced the, whatever they called it, iPad the new iPad or whatever. Which, I, I honestly, I think the third, the retina was the new iPad. And then that one, they just, uh, I don't, I don't remember what they called it. I honestly, I'd have to look it up. But yeah. It won't even, it it doesn't matter at this point because we don't remember it. It was it was so stupid that they yeah man that was <laughs> oh, I don't even want to think about it. I know. Get all mad. I'm getting mad all over again. <laughs> yeah, so they added the lightning port like big deal. So I skipped mm-hmm. that and then, I mean to be honest, man, um, that was the last iPad I bought. Um, wow. Yeah. So the I had an iPad the the third iPad the Retina iPad um, for however many years and then mm-hmm. I I think. Uh, so when I got my iPhone 6s plus, um, mm-hmm. you know, with the larger screen and everything, I found myself using the iPad less and less. Mm. And, um, I thought to myself, you know, like, 
you know, I don't really use this thing. Um, I should probably just get rid of it because I do all of my reading or watching, uh, you know, YouTube or whatever on my 6S Plus. It's, the screen is big enough and I don't use my iPad as much. So um, I sold it. And um, my iPad 2, which I handed out to my wife, she didn't use it as much. And we sold that also. So right now, we don't, ha- we don't have any iPads in the house aside from um, an iPad mini that we use for the kids. Um, but yeah. for my wife and I, we don't use iPads at all at this house. So, okay. um, so we're on that side of the, you know, the whole iPad debate. Um, yeah. I could use one, but mm. honestly, it, it would just be another thing. And, yes. um, we, you know, I, I, I forget when I sold it, it has been over a year and at, yeah, don't get me wrong. The 9.7 pro, I, that, that's that, that definitely made for me if I had the pencil and then like an external keyboard, Yeah, but you know, I don't need it. I want it, but I honestly, I don't need it. And, and, and you can do without it. Exactly. Yeah. I don't, I can yeah. do without it. I've been doing yeah. without it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you, man. Yeah. And, and, and that's really what it boils down to is does it have a place in your life and your workflow? And for some people, yes, Absolutely. Even some people like myself or even like Vatici, it's essential, you know? And I would even say, obviously, he's the extreme. And right. Also, you know, Ben Brooks uh, is another one that comes to mind in terms of just kind of going all in in terms of that usage. But I, I would say that I could definitely do without it myself too. But overall, I enjoy it so much that I would rather not do without it right does that make sense no yeah I, I i just i just really do enjoy using it for those tasks and those and those specific things and you know in terms of play i think it's absolutely the best in terms of video streaming you know watching youtube actually i use i think i may have mentioned this previously or it may have been on no it wasn't on my on my home on my home screen for the iphone but it's an app by the name of protube and I'm not sure if we've talked about it on the show, but ProTube is l- one of the best apps ever on iOS. It is a YouTube client that is, it, you know, there's no ads and there's a lot of customization with it in terms of the share sheet and things of that sort. I, I think it's just absolutely incredible in terms of, you know, really the ads to be quite honest, but uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's got a great design as well. And anyway, just wanted to quickly plug Pro. ProTube, um, if you haven't checked it out, I think it's like five bucks and it's well, well worth it. I didn't even hesitate hmm. when I saw what it offered and what it has. Yeah, it's it's absolutely, it's one of my favorite apps of all time. Anyway, so video streaming, obviously Netflix, the things we talked about last time, watching some good old WWE <clears> and <throat> we better hurry up with the podcast because the Elimination Chamber is on tonight. So I got to run and go watch <laughs> <Okay>. that. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so yeah, so anyway, um, so that... And games, I, I think it's awesome for games. I got a, um, a controller. The so one I bought it at the Apple Store, and the name I think it's the Hori. It's the Hori gamepad. I'm not sure of the actual name, but um, really awesome um, gamepad. It's it's I really really love it for things like Grand Theft Auto. I have pretty much all the uh, Grand Theft Autos for iOS. Um, Infinity Blade is awesome, of course, mm-hmm. and quick quick uh, plug for for a game on uh, the iPad that I've been playing quite a bit lately that is really really cool it's called Papers Please 
and I'm not sure if you've heard of it, Jay, but Mm-mm. essentially the the yeah the concept of it is it's kind of it's kind of got that eight bit art look to it. Okay, and it's it's not you don't use the controller. It's it's the whole fun of it is using the touch screen, and essentially the concept is, is you're in like a kind of a um, Eastern European kind of communist uh, country. Uh, it's not Russia, but it's kind of got a similar kind of Ustaka <laughs> name, yeah. And uh, and you work for you work at the border, um, you know, admitting people. Oh know, my gosh! Uh-huh. Yeah, like I get papers, it. Papers, please. Papers, please. Yeah, so they give you your passport, <laughs> and it's just it's like a puzzle game, but it's got a cool story as well, and you got to kind of scrutinize their passports and things of that sort. And it's Interesting. Like you got to do it. Yeah, and you got to do it quickly, you know, because you got to make a certain amount of money because you have like a fa- like a whole house full of family members and if you don't make <laughs> enough money they die and like yeah, yeah it's just it's it's awesome it's awesome and it's really and it's a great example you know this is a great example games like um, plants versus zombies a- another favorite of mine um are great examples of games that are like that's they that's what make them good is playing them on that big touchscreen. Mm-hmm. you know and sure there's there's console games and PS4 and things things like that, and I just talked about the um, the controller and, and and using that. But um, there are certain games like these are great examples where you play them on that big touch screen, you touch and interact with the objects, and that's what makes it fun. And I, I know that that novelty has kind of worn off a little bit since the launch of it initially with a big touch screen that you could manipulate and do this and that. But I I definitely still think there's a place for that now and it you know again just great examples of of really utilizing the form factor and the interaction method of the ipad to really make that experience special so anyhow uh games um in terms of leisure you know reading i don't really do ebooks really as much i used to but i i got a um kindle a uh, a voyage a couple years ago so i do all my kind of like novels things like that reading on that but instant paper obviously um, like catching up on that on the ipad um narwhal which is a reddit client which in my opinion is the best reddit client if you haven't checked it out it's um, n-a-r-w-h-a-l uh, for reddit check that out if you're on reddit is it's absolutely awesome the best client in my opinion and um, also the big one that i use it for that is again a great example kind of like similar to the the games that I just mentioned is Marvel Unlimited, and uh, as of late, I've recently started getting back into comics. I was really into them when I was a kid, and heard about Marvel Unlimited. And there's the subscription fee. I forget how much it is per year, but um, to me, it's very well worth it, and especially on the 12.9. And just <clears throat> just excuse me the the screen being roughly the size of a comic book, truly, and and not kind of the 9.7 size where you got to do a lot of zooming in and, and you know this and that a lot of the text ends up being pretty small but the 12.9 just being that that's the size of a comic and just being able to go through and read everything and all these back catalogs and the x-men spider-man avengers uh whatever they have it it's just i i absolutely it's inter- it's one of my top kind of fun uh, or play apps that i use on my ipad so marvel unlimited is is absolutely awesome okay um yeah just thinking back to when i used my ipad and i mm-hmm. did a lot of the same things that you do um i definitely did a lot of reading mm-hmm. um 
games a little bit, um, but mostly just reading. And and yeah, I just I just yeah. couldn't justify it. Um, I just yeah. found myself using it less and less, especially when I had my 6S Plus. And um, um, just listening to back to those podcast episodes um, that I mentioned earlier. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's the thing. It's like, I, I respect people who can get their job done on an iPad, right? Um, yeah. If you're just, re- uh, you know, writing or, you know, whatever you need to do on, on an iPad and that lets you get your work done, that's, that's awesome. But when yeah. you, uh, like, I forget, Jason Snell and Vitici were talking about this uh, bridge keyboard um that were you know that you could attach to your ipad and like they're talking about this hinge right that like you know it feels just like a laptop and you're like dude you're basically talking about a laptop it's like why don't you just get a a freaking macbook or a macbook air right (laughs) it's and like um they keep complaining about um you know the the multitasking features on on an ipad like the you know i don't you know this was you know i already got rid of my ipad when this feature came out but like you know you you swipe from the right or whatever the hell you do um if you're complaining so much about multitasking get a freaking macbook or a macbook pro where you can multitask truly multitask and have multiple windows because like oh yeah i wish you could have like four different windows on an on on an ipad i'm like you're basically describing mac os and a macbook pro (laughs) and and that when they start complaining about that that's when i get upset and like dude just get a macbook pro because what you're describing there with, with you know this bridge keyboard with the hinge it feels like a laptop and and I wish I had better multitasking, uh, you know, abilities. You're basically describing a MacBook Pro and Mac OS, and it's like, I love you guys, but seriously, just listen <laughs> to yourselves. And like, you're basically describing, uh, you know, Mac OS and a MacBook Pro. I don't know. I mean, more power to them. That's great. Like yeah. especially with TG, he's figured out how to run his business off an iPad. But like. I don't know, man. Sometimes it's just frustrating when when they basically describe a laptop. And um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, would I use an iPad? Would I, you know, if I could, you know, make room for an iPad in my workflow? Absolutely. But at this point, it's like, it's for me, it's it's not essential. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. And and it does, when thinking of it that way, it sometimes can get, I don't want to say frustrating because I mean, these are, you know, they're, that's their experiences and we're listening to them and, you know, kind of thinking about what they're saying and critiquing them, I guess. But the point I'm trying to make is, is obviously there's different use cases and different people prefer different platforms and different ways of doing things really at the end of the day. Right. Right. And it's funny you bring up, Jason Snell and uh, Vitici, and it's it, they're they're kind of on they're almost they're not on opposite ends of the spectrum. I'd say they are like Snell is in the middle of the spectrum, right? I agree. And then Tichi is like up on the on on the whole on the opposite end, yeah. on the on the extreme of the iPad, right? Yeah. Where obviously you know uh, Mac OS is on the on the opposite of that, and I'm definitely you know, in the, in the Snell camp and he said it before on upgrade and, and it's the term he uses is team both. And that's definitely me, you know, and, and, okay, that's fair. Um, 
Yeah, and and you know, judging from what I just said and all this praise that I've been heaping on the iPad, it'd be easy to, you know, throw me into the you know to Team iPad, if you will, with Tichi. But honestly, I'm I'm in the middle, and I see a place for both, and I appreciate both platforms for what they can do and the advantages that using each offers. And I am in a position where I'm fortunate enough that I can use both on a regular basis and really kind of utilize them for different things and different purposes. And there is a lot of overlap in a lot of ways. And there are instances where it's like, okay, what am I going to do right now? Am I going to pull out the iPad? Am I going to pull out my Mac? Yeah. You know, and and, and things like that. Absolutely. And, And I think that there are a lot of people out there like yourself that are like, well, I'm going to use my MacBook because I'm going to use my MacBook or like Gruber, right? And I'm going to use my MacBook and it's not even, I'm not even going to like question it. I'm not going to wonder. I'm not going to debate. And it's just, that's what I'm going to use. And I think that there are instances where it is very cut and dry in that regard. And it's okay. I'm going to do that. I'm going to use this for that. But having both accessible and being in a position where you can use both, you definitely start to see the different instances where each has its strengths. And, you know, with me, I think that obviously work, if you're thinking about it in this, from this perspective and looking at, you know, um, uh, Mac versus iPad, obviously the, it's really in terms of the work context, right? Where you look at those, those comparisons. And like I mentioned on, on the pre, was it the previous show or the one before that, I use my MacBook for work on a daily basis. That's my work computer. You know, yeah. I hook it up to an external monitor and I have my work programs and that is my preferred machine or platform for work hands down. You know, I, I you give me the choice, you say this is what you're going to use for work. I will take a Mac, I will take a Mac book, Mac computer 100% of the time. You know, I am much more productive, I am much more efficient and that's just that's it. That's the long and the short of it, you know. And we talked about programs that um, I use a lot. Um, I love my keyboard shortcuts. I love my launch bar, and that's what I need to be fully productive. Yeah, if you it, if you put it in ahead. that sense, then mm-hmm. I I, to- I totally agree with you. I mean, mm-hmm. um, if I'm gonna if I need to get something done for work or something, you know, you know, air quotes complex then i'm going to choose yeah. a, a laptop and mac os any day but yes. you know if i'm just going to sit on the couch and you know you know uh read or or you know watch tv at the same time and if i want to like look at other scores of of games going on then yeah, yeah um mm-hmm. having an ipad is is great but you know i have an iphone for that too so it's like yeah. I, yeah. I don't i don't have room for it no, totally, totally. And and again, they're like yourself. There's plenty of people where, especially on the bigger phones, and I think that yeah. there's no there's no coincidence, it's no accident that some percentage of that drop in usage or purchases of the iPad has coincided with larger sized iPhones. It's not an accident. Agreed. And and you're you're a perfect example of that, you know? But when thinking about the iPad really on a deeper level and, and tying it into work and things like that. The thing with the iPad is that it's it's there in terms of that casu- casual usage that you just mentioned. It's available for that. It's available for that kind of that lean back experience. But nowadays, especially with the Pro line, especially with the smart keyboard, it is very adaptable. It is very quick. And I, and I don't know if that's the right 
term or the right word, but it's it's just super flexible. You know, you could you could just you know sit there and boom, grab it and uh, for my example, you know, put together some meeting notes on Evernote for my weekly sales team meeting, right? Okay. And yeah, you could also do that with a laptop. You can also have your MacBook nearby, but being able to grab that iPad and just, you know, grab it from the shelf or the counter and then just flip out that smart keyboard and boom, bang out that, you know, those those meeting notes to me is is extremely valuable, you know? And yeah, you know, the 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 Mac OS team, whatever you want to call it, um, Hair Force One, his team have done a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have done a lot. Love that nickname, by the way. Mm-hmm. Have done a lot to make the Mac more iPad-like in a lot of instances, in a lot of ways, in terms of its speed and you know just just overall usage. But there are certain advantages to the iPad being lightweight and 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 quickly accessible and being able to just do things on a moment's notice and really see with me the thing is is that i have i have a laptop that i use for work i take it to and from work and again i hook it up to the external monitor and i rarely use it at home this is really one of the only times that i use it meaning to record this podcast and other than that anything else that i need to do for work and then this is just my use case of course but anything i need to use for work in terms of getting some semi-serious work done at home Mm -hmm. i grab i grab my ipad and it works great you know evernote that i just mentioned um pages works well you know i just edited a pages document uh earlier today and it worked like a charm yeah it was a little bit slow it's a little bit cumbersome in terms of using the screen with my finger as opposed to a mouse but it worked it worked for what i needed it to do right uh we use sheets for this show and show notes and whatnot and collaborating on that sheets works fine it works fine they finally um you know, did the the proper multitasking and split screen and all that. I know the connected guys were gonna. Uh, I, I think they actually did give up on it for a minute, didn't they? They did, but the, <laughs> yeah. they, I think they jumped back. Yeah, they jumped back, right? Yeah, yeah. But it works. It works great for that. You know, especially on the on the twelve point nine screen, and uh, an email. Email is great. I use AirMail. Um, AirMail on iOS. I talked a little bit about it, I believe, when we did our iPhone screens. Mm-hmm. Awesome app. Awesome, and it's really, truly, in my opinion, desktop class. Uh, email client it's 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 works it works really well and again in in, in those use cases and when again that's that's what you got to think about uh, when just kind of analyzing all this is in those use cases for certain people the ipad works for them better and certain people are more casual in that regard like myself or like jason snell that are team both but other people those use cases are Every use case. And those are the people like Vitici and the people like Ben Brooks. And if they can get that pleasure and that satisfaction and that efficiency from using the iPad, in my opinion, more power to them. More power to them. And and it's it's the other thing I will say really quickly is I do believe it is the future of computing. I was gonna, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Whether it's the iPad or a variation of the iPad or whatever that is where we are headed. And I, I, I truly and I firmly believe that. And But at the same time, I will say that I, I want the Mac to have a place as far as it possibly can in that, in that future or towards that future. 
because I like using both. I like being able to use my iPad for this, this, and that, and having my Mac to do my serious work, to do my just, you know, uh, you know, hardcore spreadsheets, whatever have you. I like that flexibility. I like that freedom. And I want both to succeed. And I think where Marco comes from, for example, in terms of his analysis and, and a lot of times his frustration is that with the focus on the iPhone primarily and secondarily on the iPad and then the Mac, which it really, right, Jay, it kind of seems like that's that that's the order that exists, right? And even if you break down the sales numbers, those are the sales numbers breakdowns, right? There's They sell the most iPhones and then iPad is above the Mac, right? So it's kind of that, that yeah. ranking there. Yeah. And I see where he comes from because, sure, you know, in terms of Mac hardware, even though the touch bar just came out, which looks awesome, I definitely want one of those uh, sometime soon. But anyway, um, <laughs> no, my uh, my 2011 MacBook Pro is still still kicking along. But anyway, you know, it's it's that that lack of focus in terms of the, uh, of of the Mac platform and its future. And I and I hear where he's coming from, but I think I forget who it was. I I, I like yourself have been listening to a lot of the the latest podcasts about the subject and. Someone mentioned it. I don't know if it was Jason or uh, may have been Stephen Hackett, but I, I do want Apple to do – it was Stephen Hackett. I want Apple to do a lot better with walking and chewing gum at the same time. I want them to continue to push the envelope with not just the iPhone but the iPad and Mac OS, and, and, and that's that's what I want. And obviously they're a company. They're you know comprised of – people, regular people like myself, and no one is perfect. No one can do everything, but that's the focus that I want from them moving forward is is continuing to advance all platforms so that we can all benefit for whatever use cases that we need them for. That's 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 a that's a fair point. I, I forgot what I was going to say, but what you, you mentioned certain people um, uh, when you were just going on your monologue there, um, my, my rant, my drunken <laughs> yeah, rant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you said certain people can get whatever, um, whatever they need to do, uh, on an iPad. And you mentioned it also, if, if Apple truly believes this is the future of computing, then they need to get past that certain people. They need to include all people, um, uh. into, you know, getting whatever they needed to get done on an iPad. And yeah. honestly, for me, like, um, personally, I'm debating, you know, I want an iPad and I want, uh, you know, I want a Mac, I want a MacBook Pro. Um, I would u- use it for work. And for what I do for work, I, I could probably get it done on an iPad, but I would definitely get it done faster on a MacBook Pro or on a Mac or on a MacBook, and whatever you can say, I, I'm an old man or whatever. I'm old school, and <laughs> you know, you know, you know, touch screens are the future. You know, trackpads and, and mice are, are are things of the past. But um, if you look at, um, you know, they talked about on the talk show, Gruber said, um, you know, when the Mac came out in whatever 1984, seven year or I forget what it was, but um. If you look at the iPad, you can't make iPad apps on an iPad. Whereas, um, if you look back um, at the at the Mac, um, you could make Mac apps on a Mac. So, we're how many yeah. years after after the iPad? Seven years after the iPad got announced, you can't make iPad apps on an iPad. Whereas, seven years after the Mac was introduced, you definitely could make uh, Mac apps on a Mac. And I don't think. 
I don't think the Mac is, or I'm sorry, I don't think the iPad is there yet um, to where it could stand on its own, where you can make iPad apps or iPhone apps on an iPad. And they, they probably are working on that at Apple. You know, uh, they have yeah. versions of Xcode or, or whatever, you know, running on, on iPads to make, you know, iOS apps. But, you know, it's the way it is now, um, you know, the iPad cannot stand on its own. Um, And until, until they get to that point, I, you know, for now, for, you know, in my opinion, I don't think, I mean, we, we, everyone has an iPhone and that, you know, it's, it's opened up personal computing to a lot of people, you know, my parents included. And, um, but until, until they get the iPad passed, I don't know what that point is, but past a certain point, Mm -hmm. I, for like in my opinion i don't think that is the future of computing mm-hmm. uh, until it can stand on its own and i'm definitely on the side of you know i'm i'm on the mac side mac os side yeah. um yeah. the ipad is great and all and i was gung-ho at the beginning but you know look at me now i, I sold my ipad and i i don't own one uh, and, and you I'll, haven't and you haven't looked back really i haven't no i haven't looked back yeah. it, t- for for our family it's just a netflix uh, mm-hmm. appliance for our kids and I, and I not think to be mean no and I think it's that for most people it yeah, absolutely yeah. Is that. And, and let me just say you, you just brought up you just reminded me of something that I wanted to I guess express my thoughts on and without getting too complex here and it's something that you actually started the this segment with and that is that sales are on the decline and yeah. this this may be an obvious point but I haven't heard anyone on these podcasts that we listen to say it in this way and I just want to kind of put it out there and I think it's time for everyone to stop comparing the iPad in terms of sales and its presence in the marketplace to the iPhone oh yeah I and agree start, and start comparing it to the Mac yeah it is closer to the Mac and I think that a lot of this, oh, it's doomed or it's downward and, and oh, it's going to, you know, a <laughs> <Right>. lot of that. <laughs> Do and doom. Uh, uh, a lot of that comes from the initial similarities in terms of sales to the iPhone. And if you remember early on, it was on pace to, right. you know, I think it was, what was it again? It, it, it had the first two or three years or whatever, stronger sales than the iPhone did or, or something like that. I mean, yeah. it was like, yeah, it was like, oh man, it's, you know, it's the new thing. It's better than the iPad, I, iPhone. It's going to be way bigger, blah, 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 blah. And I think that a lot of this, a lot of the naysayers and a lot of the people that say, oh, it's doomed or whatever are still kind of within that line of thinking. And that's not what it is. It's, it's like the Mac and people, more and more people for simple usage like Netflix, like email, just super simple stuff, which is, if you think about it, the majority of the people out there, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. are using it more in that way. Like in the sense that maybe 10 years ago, someone would have bought a cheap PC, you know, um, desktop tower with some like whatever monitor for five, 600 bucks. They're going to buy an iPad right. and they're going to use it for those simple things and those simple tasks. And, I think that a lot of these analysts and, and people looking at these trends or whatever need to look at it in that way because, you know, Hurley, um, you know, Mike 
he 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 said it, you know, and he looked at the numbers, he analyzed it, and and iPads are selling more than than the Macs, and there are more iPads out there that are in use than Macs or whatever it was. I don't know what the actual <laughs> statistics were. I'm 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 on the last part of this growler, so now <laughs> I'm getting on, on a tangent, and I'd love for Mike to correct me on my statistical usage of his analysis. But anyhow, the point I'm trying to make here is is the iPad is closer to the Mac and in terms of what it's doing when you look at it in that way and more so as a computer than a phone, it's doing great and it's I think it's going to continue to do better and I'm very excited f- to see what what Apple is going to do with it in the future. And there's I think there's a lot of potential there. There's a lot that they can do. A lot of the folks who listen to have been commenting on on the software on the iPad. I absolutely yeah. think that Apple is working on some super cool they need to. stuff. They need yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely, because that is what's going to take it to the next level yeah, is the I software. Agree. Right? Yep. I mean, that's it. And, and, I, I, and I do think that Apple is working on something cool with that. And I, and I do think, too, by the way, let me just say this, that Apple is also working on great stuff for Mac OS and that they are fully committed to Mac OS for the future. And I'm also excited for that. So I'm really optimistic. As you can tell, I'm team both shout out to Jason Snell, go bears. And <laughs> I can't wait for that iPad pro 12.92. I'm going to get it on launch day. We'll talk about it on the show and maybe I'll even convince you Jay to come back to the iPad side. Ah, as we'll, well see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, buddy. Well, hey, um, I thought we would close out the show with talking about some of the things that we're looking forward to in the coming week. And like we talked about the start of the show, it is we are in uh, full swing and we're ramping up on SF Beer Week. And it did start this past Friday. We're recording Sunday, the 12th. It started Friday the 10th of course mm-hmm. and it runs throughout all of next week mm-hmm. and there are a ton of ton of events um, if you are in the bay area and are interested in this and not already in tune with all this head over to uh, sfbeerweek.org and you'll see a, a full listing of all the events everywhere going out mm-hmm. going on throughout the bay area and it's re- the website's really cool because it breaks it down by region. Obviously, you want to go places close to home, and you can put things on your itinerary mm-hmm. as well and save it on there. So it's a really, really cool website, really great resource. And two of the events in particular that I'm super amped for this coming week are, number one, and they actually fall on the same day as it happens. Oh. <laughs> the first one is the release, the bottle release over at Seller Maker for Juice Gymnastics, which is their collaboration double IPA with Trillium and Other Half. And if you know anything about these breweries out on the East Coast, Other Half is in New York, uh, Trillium is in Massachusetts, then you know the caliber of beers that these guys put out. And Cellarmaker has already collaborated with Other Half. They did the um, Comfy Pants double IPA last year, which was which was pretty good. It, it, I didn't. It wasn't my favorite. Uh, double IPA that Cellar Makers put out, to be quite honest. Uh, it wasn't horrible or anything, but it wasn't quite, oh, you know, I'm this is, this is oh, you know. I mean, and at the time, other half was kind of more up and coming in terms of uh, how they are now. But collaborating with them again and adding Trillium to the mix is just kind of the recipe for the potential beer of the year. Let me just say that I'm super, super amped about this release 
and I hopefully uh, <laughs> will mm-hmm. be out there for this bottle release uh, when it does come out. And so I'm super excited about that. And then the second thing that is happening later on that day is actually on Berkeley over at the Rare Barrel. And the Rare Barrel has worked with Cellarmaker as well. They obviously, if, if you're familiar with them, they specialize in sour beers. And they've done a lot of stuff with with um, with Cellarmaker. They have some actual collaboration beers that they've done with Cellarmaker on tap right now. And I'm not remembering the names of them. But again, those of you who are familiar uh, may have tried them. And if not, go out and try them. But what they're doing on Thursday is something super, super special. And they are actually, speaking of Trillium, they're having a Trillium tap takeover or I guess a guest night, if you will, over at their location out in Berkeley. And this is, to my knowledge, the only time that I'm aware of that this has ever happened in the Bay Area. And just for Trillium to be out here in force and having multiple beers on tap is something super, super exciting. And if the stars align, I can make it out there and my wife doesn't kill me, (laughs) I (laughs) I will be out at the rare barrel uh, sampling some trillion beers and I'm, I'm just super super excited about these two events next week so that is it for me jay and i believe we're gonna work something out wednesday maybe hit up a couple events out in the south bay as well so maybe we'll be uh talking about those for the next show right yeah i actually went on the site and uh, i picked out three three events that i would like to try to make it out to um on the 17th uh, over at the gourm- i'm gonna mess this up gourmet house stout um seller <laughs> uh, it's gonna be a t- t- uh, tap takeover by seller maker and yeah. um for for those of you who are nerdy and remember the release of the iphone 4 uh <laughs> the gourmet house stout is where the apple employee lost a prototype of the yeah. iphone 4 and uh the guys over at gizmodo got a got a hold of it um but that Man. is the infamous place where um the iphone 4 prototype was lost so yeah that'd be awesome um if i could make it out there seller maker obviously you're a big fan and yeah. um the gourmet house stout they the food there is excellent um oh, so awesome yeah so that's on the 17th um another one that i want to try to make it out to is on the 18th um original gravity public house in downtown san jose um it's a ni- it's a nice little um I guess you want to call it a gastropub, but they serve um, these gourmet uh, hot dogs, sausages, um, with some crazy exotic um, uh, fillings, I guess. Um, And they serve uh, awesome craft beer. They have rotating taps all the time. But um, on that particular night, they're going to have Modern Times uh, do a takeover. Um, Obviously, I'm a big fan of San Diego breweries. Modern Times is from San Diego. So that's one I'm going to try to make it out to. And then finally, on the 19th, uh, the f- uh, field work out of Berkeley, uh, they're going to do a tap takeover over at the Refuge in Menlo Park. Um, I've, I've not been to that one, but um, I used to live in San Carlos, and there's a refuge in San Carlos. I think it's like a two doors down from Ale Arsenal um, mm. that you oh. were at. Nice. And um, they're known for their pastrami sandwiches, um, but they the whole menu is great. Um, I haven't been to the Menlo Park one, so it's a little bit further south, so I can probably make it to that one. Yeah. Um, uh, I definitely want to go check it out. Uh, 
try out some uh, fieldwork beer without having go- to go over to Berkeley. So um, those, those are the three events that I have planned uh, to try to make it out to for SF Beer Week. Nice. Nice. Yeah, no, there's a lot of great stuff going on. I mean, it's just the best time to be a beer fan here in the Bay Area. And if you see us out there, then say what's up. And we look forward to uh, meeting some of you, hopefully. And in the meantime, where can folks find us, Jay? Uh, I am on Twitter at uh, at Jay Torres. And um, you can find our podcast on Twitter as well at IBU Podcast and on Instagram at IBU Podcast. I am also on Twitter at at Nick Pro, N-I-C-K-P-R-0. And like I mentioned at the start of the show, if you could head over to iTunes or whatever platform of your choice, subscribe and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. And we're working on this. We're, we're trying to improve. And I heard somewhere that the more beer you drink, the better that you get. So we're really... <laughs> We're really, we're really working on that. We're working hard on that, and we're just, uh, we're just enjoying the ride, right, Jay? Absolutely. And um, any feedback from you guys, any uh, reviews that we, you can leave us, um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. Absolutely. Well, hey, Jay, it's been fun, and it's another one in the can or the growler, <laughs> and we'll look forward to seeing everyone next week. Until next week, Nick. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, man. That was good. That was good. We yeah. that one was more. That one was like we were like we were we dropping got, knowledge. We were, we were dropping knowledge on. We that were one. ranting. Yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. That is a good episode to do that, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you're you're like obviously, and I had a feeling, dude, when you're just the way you were talking about it. I was like, ah, Jay doesn't. Fight. Jay's like <laughs> fuck the iPad. I'm not the iPad. I'm just. I'm just. I don't know. I, I I used to love it, but I don't have a use for it. I mean, I would love to have one, but yeah. Hey, iPad you (laughs) oh man